0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart.
1: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, since people are listening to me from around the world, either as uh, live on iHeartRadio on Waxy AM FM here in Vero Beach, Or on the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found. And today is a day that I have really been looking to, and I was laughing when I walked in and saw Shane, my awesome producer, because I was like, I'm sorry, I'm really stressed right now. And he goes, well, are you having a guest on that maybe they'll help you with the stress? And I started laughing because, yes, my two guests that are on the show today are going to help us live, get stress-free now. And... I met them because of another guest and dear friend, Joe Serio, who um, you can catch any of the podcasts I've done with him. But Dr. Bob is a stress release doctor and success coach Christine Wright are on the show today. And they help stressed out individuals who want to avoid stress burnout while simultaneously improving their performance and healthy well-being. They have their own podcast, Stress-Free Now, which I highly, highly, highly recommend everybody get to and listen to, unless you're too stressed out like me lately, and you can't even fathom how to carve time out in your day to listen to their awesome podcast. So please welcome Bob and Christine Wright to the show, and we are going to be talking about stress, and the adverse effects from stress, but more than that, some tools to put in your toolbox to help you deal with stress burnout and get rid of it once and for all. So welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Laura. We are so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Hi,
0: Laura. I'm here. I'm the stress relief doctor, so I'm, um, I'm at your beck and call.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. I have somebody at my beck and call. This is really exciting, Shane. I'm, I'm so excited about this.
0: you going to put them on speed dial?
1: Oh, yes. They actually already are. I just haven't been using it frequently enough. (laughs) So, you know, I was doing some extra research, and I was on Dr. Andrew Weil's site, and he says that 90% of doctor visits in the United States are because of stress. There's estimated 1 million Americans miss work due to stress. More workplace violence is a result of stress, and nearly half of all adults suffer adverse effects from stress. So why... Why is stress becoming such a more prevalent thing and having more disastrous consequences in our bodies and in our lives?
0: Well, well, Laura, that that that's a um, we could be here all day. That requires a multi-pronged answer. However, the, the the short of it is that if you just simply look at the the the, the hectic pace of life today, um, just take. For example, uh, the telephone. You know, I remember a time when it uh, was a rotary dial telephone, and um, and and everything was an instant. We live in in a world where people want everything right now, and it's become instant gratification. So it's become a 24-hour cycle. So the technology has advanced at a very rapid pace. But the human brain and nervous system has not evolved uh, simultaneously. And so, uh, you know, our bodies are set up. We need sleep. And in addition to sleep, we also need rest. And so if you think about it with the smartphones in particular, smartphones, tablets, uh, laptops, uh, pagers, beepers, et cetera, that, um, and now that people are even sleeping with their their, their phones, that... People are never off. So it just on one level, if, if you never get, uh, if your circadian rhythm is, is constantly being um, uh, interrupted, if you never have any downtime because you're constantly checking your device so you don't get any rest, and then there's a, the buildup of stress to, to the point um, when it's almost like hitting a wall. And so, so, so that in part, a lot has to do with the technology and, 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 and the pace that, that, that's causing that in terms of how the human nervous system is designed. It's not designed to be on uh, all the time. And, and a good uh, analogy is, if, you know, if I say, Laura, if you, to your audience, if you pulled your car into your garage or into your driveway and you got out of your car and you left your car running, most people would immediately know that's not a good thing. And I said, what would happen if you leave your car running all the time? They said, oh, well. So I said, that's, similarly, if you do not turn your stress off, you do not turn off your anxiety, that's like leaving your body on all the time. You're experiencing uh, sleep problems, eating disorders, all kinds of other issues.
1: Well, how do you, you, know, you make it sound so easy. Okay, you have to turn off the car, turn off your stress. But I I know from personal experience, I used to be able to just bounce back. I had incredible resiliency. And now I don't feel like the hose ever gets shut off.
0: Right, and so that is part of the issue. This is when, uh, think of it as a, um, uh, you talk about the ability to, to bounce back. So think of it uh, as uh, when you are approaching stress burnout as a tipping point. So if you took uh, um, uh analogy be, would be if you put a, a glass or a cup in the sink and you let the water run and you let it fill up just right to the brim so that the, that, that it's almost there, and then there's a point, Laura, that, that if one more drop of water uh, goes into the cup, it starts an overflow. And so that is part of what we're seeing in our society. Is that there's a tremendous, uh, been a tremendous increase in auto, autoimmune diseases and, and other dysfunctions, and that is as because of being on all the time. That last drop of water came into the cup, and then it starts the waterfall of bad uh, outcomes.
1: Now, yeah, I feel like I've definitely been overflowing <laughs> for a really, really long time. And Christine, you and I, when we first got connected, which feels like it was forever ago yet yesterday, um, we were just talking, and next thing you know, I'm in a session with you, and all of a sudden I went in very deep, and I connected to a part from my past that from when my brother died. And once I cleared through that, I seemed a lot calmer, but it doesn't seem to last.
2: Well, that's the way it works. Some people may have heard this before, and you probably did too, and I'm sure you use it. If you brush your teeth January 1st at 12 a.m., you're actually not good for the whole year. You're going to need to brush it again January 2nd. So... What you experienced with me, I I, want to thank you for that because that was so wonderful for me too. We need to constantly replenish ourselves, revitalize ourselves, de-stress ourselves. We're constantly bombarded. Our nervous system, as Bob said, we're, we're overstimulated. And our mind, you know, some of us experience we go to sleep at night, and if we're able to, and we'll wake up in the middle of the night, and we know we haven't slept enough, but our mind is off to the races. So those are the moments where you want to build practices that slow you down, that turn you off, that whether it's music as something, that if you hear this music, you're just singing the song and you forget those thoughts that you keep playing over in your mind. Um, one of the things that we did that worked so well for you is just take a breath. That's something we can do anytime. time. What I always or, or often do in my presentations is remind people, if you look at a baby, a newborn baby, When they breathe, it's their whole body moving. By the time you're an adult, you have a breath, and you're not even aware that you're having a breath. It's so shallow. And our muscles are so tight, and our motion is so limited. So just being able to, you know, take a breath, something as simple and as short as that can give you a check. Turn off the stimulation. You know, just just be quiet for five seconds, ten seconds. So, can, can we do that? We've lost touch with that.
1: So it doesn't take an hour of meditation. It doesn't take a, a half hour. Even. You're, you're saying take five seconds just to take, take a breath?
2: Take five seconds. I mean, you know, people might be listening, doing different things, but just being aware of your body, because a lot of us, we lose touch with our body. If we just gently raise our shoulders up towards our ears, not even in a tense way, and just pull them back down. Just be aware of movement. You know, many of us, were sitting at the desk all day long. Um, we're not getting enough movement, and our body is tensed and clenched, and each time we're overstimulated, we're just holding a muscle tighter and tighter. You, you know, we might touch our shoulders right now, and it's like, hey, and this is not a bone here. Why does it feel like, like wood or brick?
1: It's funny. I had Pilates the other day, and she's like, um this is not human flesh I'm touching anymore. <laughs> and and then she finally, through her own awareness and and touching an area and actually having me breathe, we were able to get my my skin and my body to start feeling human and not feeling like that brick. So I I think the whole breathing thing is great, but um, we're going to be going into a commercial break right now. And what is one type of breath before we go into the commercial that somebody can do to make it a full breath?
2: I'd like to tell people to start with an exhalation. If you exhale like you're blowing through a straw, pretend you're blowing through a straw and, and exhale as long as you can till there's no more breath and then inhale and you'll take a deeper inhalation just by doing that.
1: So breathe out first, even though the natural inclination before you breathe out is to breathe in first? Breathe
2: out first, because if we have air in us, we can think we're breathing in or pretend to breathe in. But if you're all out of air, you really are going to take a full breath. So start with the exhale. Exhale first. And when that air is out, you're going to want to take a fuller inhale.
1: I like that for a whole life concept. Start with the exhale. That's a great tweetable moment, Christine. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with more from Doctor Bob Wright and Christine Wright talking about how you can have a stress-free life and what you can do today in a moment in just five seconds. We'll be right back. So, Doctor Bob, you're you're a wellness coach. You're a doctor. You, you, I mean, you're you have stuff in your tool bag that I've sort of never heard of, and I thought I was. Pretty well versed in how to reduce stress, but I don't seem to have enough willpower to do them. Do you think that is possible for somebody suffering from stress overload, PTSD, OCD, panic attacks, or any of that to um, heal without medications? Without, are there other types of therapies?
0: Yes, uh, you know, Laura, they're they're, they're you know. Sometimes medication is necessary because, you know, when you're dealing with stress, uh, uh, PTSD, anxiety issues, you know, many people have anxiety disorders, there's a, and, uh, bio, maybe a biochemical imbalance. However, uh, what I'll say, that there are many holistic ways of uh, addressing uh, stress, uh, anxiety, and chronic pain which, which are uh, holistic in, the, in, in, in that um, uh, they do not require uh, medication. So, for example, uh, with stress uh, and anxiety and pain, open focus is, is, is a, a well-known um, a technique that, that is used to help dissolve stress, pain, and anxiety on, on very deep levels, and, and it works uh, by... Uh, changing the way we pay attention most most people are not aware of how they habitually pay attention and that attentional state is is typically a very narrow-focused uh, type of attention, which is a, a good uh, thing to have in terms of, of, of when you're trying to obtain a goal. You know, you're taking an exam, you have to be narrow-focused, you know, uh, color the box, get it right, attention to detail. However, if you stay in that uh, uh, um, narrow focus attentional state for a long periods of time, that automatically uh, 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 generates a, t- a type of clenching or gripping, and, and and if you just think about it, and your audience thinks about it, it's like think about when you're really focused on something. It's like you you've got a, like a laser like beam focusing on a piece of paper. And if you if, if you were driving a car and you stayed like that, well, uh, if you tried to live like that, you'd probably have a lot of accidents. Um, so so the thing is is that uh, to dissolve. Pain to dissolve anxiety to dissolve stress. One of the things that you can do is to uh, 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 change your the way you pay attention. And open focus is a technique um, that's actually easier than meditation. Part part of the thing um, is, that always surprises me, you know, for example, um, a mindfulness meditation, which is very wonderful technique, um, uh, is, uh, has swept the country the last couple of years. And uh, when I ask people, I said, well, what about open focus? It's, it's, it's very easy to learn, and, and you get immediate results, you know, whereas meditation in general is a, a much longer um, time horizon to become proficient at it.
2: You know, Laura, when you ask about the medica- uh, medication, I was with Bob once, and I had a headache, and this was early in our relationship, and I'm like, Where, where's your aspirin? You know, can, I need something. And he said, try this open focus. You know, Bob mentioned it being well known, but well known, I think, in certain circles. So I really just give me the pill, and he said, "Do this open focus." And I, I, he sampled, sampled his process on me, and I was, oh, my headache is gone. I feel better. Oh, I, I and I was, I was surprised. I was amazed. And when Bob does this in workshops, people in our audience, they'll be aware of a pain and at the end of it the pain is reduced or it's gone and they're surprised that it just took those few seconds of what he what he does
1: okay so what is open focus
0: well, as I said, it, it, it's, an, it's an attentional technique that, that modifies the way you habitually change, uh, pay attention. And, and it, it, it's an experiential uh, thing. So uh, before your show ends, I, I, I would uh, hope that, that I could do a mini exercise for your audience. Well, let's uh, do it now. Okay. Okay. Uh, a sample, sample would be... Um, and we're getting
1: some wind noise from somewhere. I'm hearing across the microphone.
0: Okay, so 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 so, audience, uh, take a moment now to relax your posture, and and uh, just before we begin, Laura, um, this 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 is an important aspect because open focus uh, can uh, has the potential to make some people uh, uh, drowsy, and because we're we're on live radio. Uh, it's important to, 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 to make this disclaimer. You know, um, this should not be done by anyone who is uh, driving or operating uh, heavy equipment, or are doing any task in which they need to, to, to pay attention or have their attention there. So, with that said, okay. So, so, with that
1: said, all of you listeners out there that are listening to me live, listening to us all live right now here in Vero Beach or around the world on iHeartRadio, Please, if you're going to pay attention to this part, pull over to a safe spot on the side of the road. If not, you can catch us on podcast and and go through the exercise. All right? Okay, go ahead, Bob.
0: Yes, thank you for that. So take a moment now to relax your posture. And when you're ready, please close your eyes. Can you imagine the space Inside of your mouth, is it possible for you to imagine the space between your hands? Can you imagine that as you inhale? And exhale, your body is left filled with space, surrounded by space, permeated by space, right where you are. Can you imagine the distance between the space inside of your left ankle and the tip of your chin. Is it possible for you to imagine the space in which all of your thoughts occur? And equally and simultaneously, as you become aware of that space, can you imagine the distance between that space and feel into the space in which all of your emotions occur. Can you imagine practicing this exercise two or more times per day? And when you are ready, please open your eyes.
1: All right. So that took under two minutes to do. And I feel a difference and I wasn't closing my eyes and 100% doing it because I had to keep track of time. Um,
0: And that's an important point here, here, Laura, that, that, uh, when uh i uh, i work with clients i use a scale from 0 to 10 0 being no pain no stress no anxiety you, you know total mental clarity and so uh and then on the reverse is 10 being unbearable stress unbearable anxiety unbearable pain and and uh, mind fog and so that using a scale like that allows uh, an individual to to see for themselves without any form of measurement um, uh, in terms of equipment that, oh, let's see, I started, I had a migraine headache, I was at a level eight, it was my head was pounding, and now in two minutes, I'm down to a two. So, so this is a way for people to know for themselves that this works.
2: And you just attested to that, Laura, and I hear the difference in your voice, that you just said you weren't completely doing this, but you noticed the change.
1: I did. I definitely noticed a change. There's almost a change in the air inside the studio, and it's probably because I'm not as um, on edge as I was. We're going into our news break, and everybody, what I'd like you to think about during this break, and if you're on the podcast, pause it. How are you feeling different since the exercise? If not, do it during the break. We'll be right back with more from Dr. Bob and Christine Wright.
0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart.
1: All right, everybody, we are back, and hopefully you are feeling way more relaxed like I am. But just to reiterate a reminder that you don't want to do something like that while you are doing other things. Part of reducing stress is taking the moment to stop what you're doing. So um, I just found out during the commercial break, during the news break, that that was the first time Dr. Bob ever led something like that on radio or even on his own. He never has done it on his own podcast because the concern that people may um, just not stop what they're doing to do it. So thanks, Dr. Bob. You're welcome. I want to talk about this concept that It's it's something I've played around with and had a concern about. It's like the catch-22 of stress. Now, Christine, you talk a lot about balance and getting unstuck, and that's one of the things that you're really um, amazing at is helping people get unstuck from whatever it may be, whether it's life, whether it's career, whether it's emotional grief, whatever it may be. But it seems like there's this catch-22, right? So you need to stop in order to start to get unstuck but you're so stuck you can't figure out how to stop
2: right so it's like
1: the which came first the chicken or the egg what can my listeners do to to help them what tips do you have and is it a real thing this catch-22 it
2: is it is a real thing and part of it is the words we use when we say we're stuck what does stuck really mean what's it describing it's a thought and a feeling that we're not doing what we want to do. And in that stuck place, we lose awareness of what it is we want. Something is, you know, some way um, out of kilter. Oh, I just heard a little echo. In any event, something's out of, out, out of kilter, and we're just trying to figure out what that is. So I remind people um, that they're not helpless. And can you... Imagine. can you think of what it is you want and where do you want to go? And that helps getting the unstuck. And if someone isn't able to think of what they want or imagine it, then we look at, tell me, give me the list of what's wrong. And in the list of what's wrong, what can't you do, what are you unhappy about, that can lead to what's the movement you want to take to go forward.
1: But sometimes when you're In it, you can't even begin to ask questions. I mean, the whole premise of the show is it's all about the questions, that you need to stop and ask yourself questions. But sometimes you're so in it, you can't even gain the awareness that you're in it. You're just so in it. So how do you talk about that?
2: Right. I allow the person to have have a conversation just to speak freely. And in the speaking freely, I'll be able to hear something that I can reflect back to them, or they'll say something that seems completely out of left field that I can piggyback on and ask them follow up on that question. And once that starts, then we can go to it. And it, that in that particular case, that may not happen right away because they're, they're not able to get in touch with it. Whatever is causing the pain or the block sometimes can be hidden from them. So someone mightn't be able to say, you know, I had a bad breakup and I've been feeling depressed and unloved and worthless ever since, and they don't know that it's because something their partner said when they left them, and they're still holding on to that. So as they start to talk, and maybe they're talking about something else, you know, my job is really stressful, but it's not really the job, it's the relationship. Something in the conversation usually gives a clue, and... I think if someone is is a place that they know they're stuck and they feel they're stuck and they ask for help, that's already movement. So I point out, look at the step you took. If you can say you're stuck, you know that you want to be unstuck. So I would ask questions. So describe what your stuckness is. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What would unstuck look like or feel like? And if they can't get at answering those questions directly, again I go to the conversation. You know, talk about the weather, what's your favorite book, what's your favorite movie, and people generally come out of, if you will, their shell, and they start talking, and then they're freed from the pain or what's hurting them or holding them back.
0: Laura, I, I, I just want to jump in here. That is such a beautiful question and a very deep question you asked about the Catch-22 because uh, um, the, the, uh, uh, a good metaphor for that is the, uh, the, the common joke that many people may know is, is how many people does it take to, to change a light bulb? And the, the answer to that question is only one, but the light bulb has to want to change. And so, so that's what we're really talking about here. Um, um... the first step really is acknowledgment and and moving out of denial that something is wrong and that you want to change and i want to specifically just address three points the first point is to to what you're really talking about um... is increasing self-awareness okay so uh, what's going on with you you know a person is having a problem uh... in their relationship or you know as we, we were talking about stress burnout or they have um... they're having panic attacks but the first thing is to be aware that something's not right and not be in denial. And then the, the, the second thing is to to know that, that um, from uh, an NLP uh, perspective, uh, which neuro- is neuro-linguistic programming, programming, programming that, that that would be called being in an unresourceful state. And so what we, we would be looking to do is how does an individual move to a resourceful state? So, you know, moving from uh... Being in a state of road rage to being in a state of calm, so that you don't get knocked off your perch and you get you get you know get to your destination safely, and so and part of that is as Christine uh, pointed out. It are the are the words that we use and the language and this is where you know um I think in Buddhism they talk about the monkey mind and um you know another way to look, to look at that is the negative self-talk that you know we may be beating ourselves up you know some of the, the old refrain no one can can be as hard on ourselves as we are and so when you start to uh, address those three things, um, uh, look at self, increase self-awareness, move into, uh, from an unresourceful state to a resourceful state, and then uh, drop the negative uh, self-talk and use uh, positive uh, language. Where we're, 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 we're talking about it here is um, um, uh, boosting the self-image, uh, which is more than just self-esteem. We're talking about issues of worthiness and deservingness. And, you know, this is little talked about in the literature, but, but you know, that goes right to the core of the fear of success and, and fear in general. And it begs the question, what are we afraid of? Are we af- really afraid of getting what we say we want? Uh, because then it becomes now what? And then so it's about, as you say, asking the right question. And then are we okay with the answer we may yet Christine uh, often uh, we have this conversation about um, you know a person uh, if they think of themselves as a victim, are they tied to their story, and can they let go and move on and transform? So can you move from being a caterpillar to a butterfly? You know, there's unfortunately pain involved, but a beautiful butterfly, as we know, is uh, very beautiful uh, visually to see and experience.
2: You know something, Laura? As I'm listening to Bob, there's a word that he moves, and it, again, this is an example. It's in your question, becoming unstuck. You want to move, and Bob I heard it when he said it, and I may have said it too. You want to create movement. And sometimes the way you get unstuck is simply to physically move. Bob and I were speaking this morning, and he was just reminding me how much I light up when when I dance or when we dance together. You know, I did ballet um, as a child.
1: And you have so a degree in
2: dance. I have a degree in dance. So the, the act of moving, whether it's swimming, playing a ball game, playing sports, and sometimes we just need to get out of our head That to pay attention to all aspects of our being, our physical, our emotional, our spiritual, our mental. But that physical moving, that alone can sometimes, oh, boy, how good do you feel after you've exercised, after you've gone for a swim or a walk? It clears your head. We say, let's, let's take a walk to clear our head.
0: Right, and and, and Laura, for your audience, here's an easy way to think about it that people can understand uh, very easily. If you think about water, what water is, that basically what we're talking about are state changes, and we don't have to get into the science of, you know, electrons moving from one valence to another, but think of uh, water, it could be ice, it can be uh, water, ice as a solid, water as a liquid, and steam as a gas. And depending on the situation, you know, it's it's for what you're doing. Uh, if you're ice skating, ice is good. You know, if you if you're ice skating, water and steam, well, that doesn't work, right? Not so much. And and if you're if you're <laughs> so much if, 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 if you if, if you're on a cruise ship, you want the water not to be ice. Right. You want it to be liquid. And if you're flying in a plane, you, 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 you don't want water or ice. You want air or you want steam. Right. Well, maybe not too much steam, but you, you, you get the point. That, so maybe for your audience that, that, that we're just talking about the, how we're paying attention. If you think about it in these state changes, think about when you are angry That is the one way of paying attention. And when you're feeling in love or infatuated, that's a different way of paying attention. When you see a baby and, and, and you just feel these warm feelings, you're paying attention in a certain way. And when you're having an argument with someone, you're definitely paying attention in a different way.
1: So maybe one of the questions that my listeners should be thinking about right now, including myself, is what's the state you want to be in and what are the characteristics of that?
0: Well, I, exactly. I,
2: yeah, very, yeah, very I, true.
0: I, yes, I agree with that. What, what we really, uh, what is really helpful and what we should be considering is developing flexibility that is that is relevant to the situation. And so, so sometimes, you know, if you're taking an exam, you need to be very narrow focused on what you're doing. If you're, on the other hand, if you're driving on the highway or in the road, you need to have a more uh, open global or open focus uh, level of attention where you're equally and simultaneously aware of the the cars in your blind spot, what's going on in front of you, behind you. You know, Christine always uh, often asked me, you know, Bob, how far ahead are you looking when you're driving? Well, I'm looking as far ahead when I'm driving, just like a pilot flying a plane, looking as far as I can see in all directions, and I'm feeling into the space. And because I'm in a relaxed state uh, when I'm driving, when someone cuts me off or does something, I don't. it doesn't knock me off my perch. And so the, the issue is is how can we... Uh, live and get the best effect. So we need to be able to switch from different types of attention uh, based on the activity that we're doing, which includes sleep and rest.
1: So entering a flow state for whatever the moment is that you need to. And we're going to go into our last commercial break and we've, you've given us so many great questions to ask about so uh, tweet out to at the Laura Stewart and let me know what questions you're asking or need to ask Dr. Bob and Christine you'll be happy to hear this so as I was listening to my intro music I started dancing in my seat
2: <laughs> beautiful, uh, I love it, excellent
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it, it like it made me laugh and made me cheer up so um, see I'm taking your advice on the show and I, I know that from some emails I'm getting other listeners are getting massive benefit out of it as well so thank oh, you oh really, excellent yes so, um, you know, you guys created Stress-Free Now, and I think the website is stressfreenow.info? Is correct. Is that correct? Not .com, but .info.
2: .info, stressfreenow.info.
1: What made you guys decide to create that?
2: It was, it was born of our own need. Many people, I think, go into things and discover that because of it. Um, Bob and I, before we met and knew each other, we were interested in health and well-being and self-development. As individuals and as a couple it sort of grew exponentially so stress-free now just was a natural progression of our love of sharing information discovering information helping people so it it was um as as Bob puts it you know going down the sliding board it was it was that simple and that straightforward we wanted to share information we had pain in our lives and we overcame it doing certain things and we said you know other people have this too and we've learned so much from the workshops we've gone to, from the courses we've studied, and we said, let's share it with the world. One of the big things that Bob and I look for in our lives and find that's helpful to people that we talk about in our own podcast show is social support. And you want to get social support from people who've, you know, walked before you, who've conquered something. I mean, this, this is your story too, right? So you look for people Who can lift you up, who can acknowledge you and and be grateful to you, and that makes you strong.
1: Or it could bring you down.
2: Well, you're looking for social support.
1: The right kind of social support. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: see, if you're being supported, you're going to be built up, really, even if someone tells you, you know, a truth that may make you sad in the moment, but if you're around people who are... You know, envious of you who are naysayers who only see what's wrong and what's painful and you just keep talking about, you know, so much in our media that there's this habituation of there are very real and terrible things going on. There really is a monster under the bed, but what are we going to do about it? Hey, get out of the bedroom. Put the monster in a cage. We, When you're in a supportive environment, you're focusing on the solution. You're not denying the problem. You need to know it. But you don't want to spend 90% of your time talking about the problem, looking at the problem, building up the problem. You want to look at the solutions, and you want to take actions toward that solution. That's where you get the social support. That's where you would work with Dr. Bob or myself. And there are skills you need to learn and habits you need to form.
0: Right. And I just want to jump in here real quickly and and and, and just mention uh, – uh, Laura, that 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 is true. What you said in terms of uh, you know that you could tell to turn the telescope around, and because sometimes. You, your support network is not giving you the, the, the type of support that you, you may best need. However, what I will say is this. The caveat is that a real friend, you know, if you were all dressed up and getting ready to go in a meeting and you had a, a spitball on your forehead, a real friend would say to you, Hey, Laura, um, you got a spitball over here. Let me, let me take that off your forehead. And they would not let you go into the meeting, and then, you know, no one in the meeting would say anything, but you'd be the last laughing So sometimes, you know, a real friend has to give you the the truth that they that say, that, "Oh, you have a spitball on your forehead or you have lint on your dress." And so that that's what I'm saying that that that's that's part of the equation that's very helpful. So support can be coming from the left hand or from the right hand.
1: And sometimes it's not what you think the support's going to be. I had my birthday on Friday and I was Oh, happy fe-
0: birthday. Thank Delated. you.
1: Thank you very much. And I was feeling really blue, which is the first time I've ever had a birthday where I wasn't dancing around and happy and having people over and stuff like that. But I couldn't even imagine going to buy my own birthday cake or inviting people. I was just in not a great place. And I ended up going out to dinner with my mom and said, you know what, I have to have a birthday cake. So I go to Publix to buy a birthday cake, feeling like not happy about buying my own birthday cake. And it's not something that my mom can do for me, although she talked about going to get the cake, but I still had to take her to get the cake because she doesn't drive anymore. And I'm in public picking out a cake, and all of a sudden I hear this voice behind me that goes, you can't pick out your own birthday cake. And I turned around, and it was my dear friend Susanna who had heard in a voicemail I left her earlier in the day that I was feeling sad. And she said, I have to bring her a birthday cake.
0: Wonderful story. I love it.
1: And we just happened to be in Publix at the exact same moment, one of those God incidences. And my whole being shifted because she sensed and took action to help me. Not knowing how big that help was, a simple thing like getting me a birthday cake. And I didn't even know that's what I needed. So that's the social support you're talking about.
2: Exactly. That's exactly it. And sometimes what happens is we're not, uh, whether it's a little bit of pride or a little bit of, you know, we can take care of ourselves, we we don't share with somebody we're hurting because we have a range of feelings. We're not happy 100% of the time, 24-7. We weren't built for that. Sometimes we feel angry. Sometimes we feel sad. There's nothing wrong with those emotions. But what happens is if we stay in an emotion that's not, as Bob said before, resourceful, that's when we want to learn a new trick. That's when you want to have your girlfriend come up behind you and, hey, you can't buy your own birthday cake. And that's those, those beautiful moments that move us forward and that lift us up.
1: We're running out of time. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they need some help? Because I need help. I know my listeners need help, too. That's why I have you guys on the show.
2: Thank you so much. The best way, just email us straight away. You can email um, Bob at drdr.bob at stressfreenow.info. So that's Bob at stressfreenow.info. You can also just go to our website, stressfreenow.info, and we have a contact page there. You can look around. You can listen to our podcast, see the services that we offer, or just give us a call at 954 954- Nine zero zero twenty one seventy nine. That's nine five four nine hundred twenty one seventy nine. Or just email uh, Dr. Bob at stressfree now info, and you get in touch with with us, and we can start a conversation.
1: Last thoughts you'd like to leave my audience with?
2: Be grateful. Tell people how important they are in your life. The the people who love you. Let them know that they matter.
0: And. I would end with um, paying attention to the the, the the blessing that today represents because that's why it's called the present.
1: You know, no matter how many times I hear that, it still affects me deeply. <laughs> it's, it's such a beautiful thought. So thank you both for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom because you guys truly have it. And I just want to let everybody know that, I consider Dr. Bob and Christine friends. They have helped me out. And um, if you want to have some really great Star Trek and Star Wars conversations and (laughs) sci-fi geek outs, then you guys need to join us on another call where I think we're going to have one of those. What do you think? What do you guys say? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, we're big (laughs) Star Trek fans. You know, we have a lot of fun with those conversations.
1: Yeah, and and that's part of the stress-free, right, is it doesn't all have to be serious. You can totally embrace that inner geek, and the external whoever you're being, and have them all be one.
0: And that's a really important point, that play, that, you know, in a Star Trek episode, they actually say the higher the 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 level of the, the intellect, the more the need for play, the higher the requirement for play, whatever that is for that individual.
1: And and that's important, whatever it is for that individual. I'm still trying to figure out how I like to play nowadays. Most of my play is intellectual play, but yet when I dance to my opening music in my seat, (laughs) watching Shane as I'm doing it, because he was doing it too, it shifted. Well, we'll
0: have to get you playing Rummy Cube and uh, Monopoly and uh, some other board games.
1: uh, Scrabble was always my game, but I think I have to switch it to maybe Uno Attack. Well, well that sounds like a plan. We
0: are Scrabble aficionados, so we, we, we are ready to come to Vero Beach at at, at at the appointed time, and we look forward to uh, seeing you.
1: All right, awesome. And everybody, Info, great resources out there. And remember, the right questions truly can change your life, so what are you asking yourself today? Join my question, Mastery Mastermind, if you need some help asking questions. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at It'sAllAboutTheQuestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.